In Habakkuk 2 verse 14, the prophet by the Holy Spirit gave prophecies that are very relevant to the times we live in today. The evils and darkness covering the earth makes it seem like there is no hope but actually there is hope. Where lies hope? Hope lies in the knowledge of the glory of God which is the knowledge of Jesus Christ. Things are bound to change when Jesus is revealed and known by many. Through the platform of Pluru, God's servant Pastor Chimdi Ohahuna reveals Jesus in his teachings. Be blessed as you listen to this series, Understanding the Finished Work of Christ. We're going to the 22nd work that Jesus came to do. We are getting closer. Amen. Uh, we're handling 31 and we have been on uh, uh, we have been on it since last year. Uh, we thank God for how the Lord has been helping us. Amen to Jesus. Praise God forevermore. Hallelujah to Jesus. Amen to Jesus. Alright, so today we are going to be handling it to the second one, which is um, um we are going to be studying um, Jesus came to give us the spirit of adoption. Hallelujah to Jesus. Amen. Um, what a wonderful blessing we are going to have today by the privilege of God's grace. Amen. Amen. Alright, the understanding of adoption is very crucial to every believer in Jesus and every follower of Jesus. Amen to Jesus. It's very crucial, very important. Um, and the reason for this is uh, that due to the fall of Adam, all men, that is all of humanity, fell from being children of God to becoming what? Creatures of God. Now, so, um, 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 and, um, it's not just about being creatures of God alone. We also fell to the level of being what? Children of the devil. And you know what I'm saying? Now, if you go to Genesis chapter 1, the Bible says that um, when he was blessing other creatures, he said, Be fruitful, multiply, replenish the earth. Amen. That's the, uh, the, the, the plant factor, the animal factor. Amen. The creation was in four factors. We have the plant, the animal, the climatic, and the human factor. Amen. And the greatest of all is the human factor. Um, so when God blessed other the plant and the animal factor, he said, Be fruitful, multiply, replenish the earth. Praise God forevermore. When he came to my Genesis 1 to 8, he said, the fruit of multiply and subdue have dominion. Amen to Jesus. Now, so we've always known that what makes man higher than other creatures is subdue and domain and dominion, which is a power component of the blessing. Why did God do this? Because he saw that man will fall, and as a God who is infinite in knowledge, his only science, he knew that man will fall in the future, and then nature uh, will now have to start what start exercising dominion over man. That's what the cause actually is the empowerment of nature to have dominion. And that's what the cause is. It's your other way around. The blessing is the empowerment to man to have dominion over nature. The cause is the empowerment to nature to have dominion over man. That's why when God was causing, he says, cause is the earth. By causing the earth, the earth was empowered to have dominion over man. Amen to Jesus. That's why when we want to, when we want to exercise our dominion over the earth, we call it the earth. Oh, earth, earth, earth. Here is the word of the Lord. What are we trying to do? We are trying to make it know who's boss. Are you getting what I'm saying? That we are in charge. Praise the Lord forevermore. But so, when, 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 man, when man fell, he fell to the category of what? The creatures. Are you getting what I'm saying? That was the first dimension operation of the fall. So now man lost dominion and what? Subdue. He was not left with what? Be fruitful, multiply, replenish. Now, but if there would only be that was issue, that would be fine. But there's another issue. He became a child of the devil. So by becoming a child of the devil, he actually lost fruitful multiplied dominion. That's the reason why human beings can be barren. But have you seen a barren goat? <laughs> have you seen a barren cow? No! Have you seen a, bar have you seen a barren bed? 
say they have to do uh, artificial insemination, what they call it, for the bed or for the goat or for the cow. I mean, they buy grass. Bible says, Jesus was speaking to them, he said, um, uh, uh, look at the ladies, look at, look at the ladies of the field. He said, today they are, tomorrow they are caught off and they are no more. He said, if God, he said who, who clothes them? It's the Lord that clothes them. He said, look at the person. He said, if God can care for this, then what about you? Now, it makes us understand that there is, the, when, 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 when Adam fell, when Adam fell, the, he, he fell even below the level of these other creatures. Because these creatures are not struggle to keep it. He not struggle to take it. I remember the pastor was talking to was when his wife was being attacked um, in her chapel. And he said, he told God, he said, what is the problem? Look at good, look at good. He doesn't struggle to keep it. For a man, a man of God to start beginning to use, to start using goats as a, as a, what do you call it? As a what? Basis for prayer. It meant that he had dropped from the level of dominion to the level of below dominion. At that point, he was actually behaving like the fallen man, unknown to him. Praise God forevermore. Now, so this, and that's what the devil wants to do to us. He wants us to behave like the fallen man, and that's the reason for many of the challenges. Like um, uh, we listened to a man of God yesterday who was telling something. He said, if, "If a Christian says God, because my neighbor is 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 not born again and he's driving an SUV, how can my neighbor who is not born again be driving an SUV? Not to prove that you are God." SUV with eight cities, driving an SUV with six cities, even SUV with eight cities. I said, that's it, that's, that's it, messed up way of praying. You, go, you don't come into God's presence comparing yourself with a non-believer. He said, but if you come and say, God, you see, my car, I've been doing, I've been, I've been carrying people to church in my car. And the number of people that have carried a man increases. Now I have to do more rounds. Lord, because of that, please, I have to you give me an SUV that's it's that God will say, now you are talking. For my kingdom, now you are talking. I cannot say. Remember, there was once I was checking with evangelism, checking under the house, and I told the boys who were walking with me, and I said, You know what? I want to pray for a car. And you're looking at me. I said, Why because since that my legs are now getting worn, it's, it's, it's not healthy for me to be checking this kind of message you're checking again. You will give me a car. And that's how it has always been. I cannot say. But when we begin to compare ourselves with other creatures or unbelievers, we are going to the falling man mentality. And that's what the devil wants to do. So when man fell, number one, he fell to the status of other creatures. If he were to remain at the status of other creatures, that would be manageable. Why? Because he would have not had problem with being fruitful, but he blind and he perished. Do you see the Bible tell of say you see the birds of the do they, they, they do not toil? They do not toil. But look at humanity today, even with the toiling of many believers, even the birds are enjoying life better than them. I had a story about two birds who were on the wire, on the, on, the, on, the, on the line, and they were looking at humanity, human beings. And one of them asked the other, I said, why do these people struggle like this? Why do they also have like this? I can't remember the exact answer that I gave, but I will try to paraphrase. And the other one said, it seems like uh, the way God takes care of us, they are not conscious of that too. So even the, this, creatures, they know that God takes care of them. I hear what i That means, even with the cause, they didn't fall. I hear what i If they had, if man had just fallen to creatures level, would have not be having a problem with being fruitful, with multiplying and replenishing. Are you getting what I'm saying? Yes. The reason why we are having problem with this is not part of my teaching, praise God forevermore. The reason why we are having problem 
why we being fruitful, multiplying and replenishing is because we fell below the creature's level. We fell into the level of what? Being children of the devil. And what do you expect when that happens? Are you getting what I'm saying? This means that we lost the glory, the rights, and the privileged legends of souls. We lost the glory, the rights, and the privilege of what? Souls. Are we together? Yes. And that is the greatest undoing that happened to humanity. We lost the glory, the rights, and the privilege of souls when Adam fell. Amen to Jesus. We see this in scriptures. Well, the first thing we see in scriptures or explain this is that what? Adam is called the Son of God. Adam is called the Son of God. Luke chapter 3, verse 30, it says, which was the son of Enos, talking about uh, genealogy, which was the son of Enos, which was the son of Seth, which was the son of Adam, which was the son of God. So Adam is the son of God. Adam was created as the one son of God. Adam was created as the son of God. Adam was not just created as a being, Adam was created as a son of God. That's why he was the only one that God created in his image and likeness. Are you going to say, when you see the son of a man, actually you see the man's image, is that not so? And you see the man's likeness. Every other thing was created by the words of the mouth of the Lord, but only Adam was created in the image and likeness of God. So Adam was the son of God. Are you going to say, so this makes us understood that Adam fell from sonship when he fell. By falling, he lost the rights the glory, the privileges of sons. And nobody is a bastard. Everybody must have a father. Everybody is born by somebody. And if you don't, if if, if you were born by your, your father and your father died, you were still born by somebody. Are you getting what I'm saying? And if your father died, then there will be somebody to father you. Even in orphanage, the people who are managing the orphanage have become their own parents. And those that the 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 what do you call it? Adult. They get one adopted parents. So Adam could not live without a father. He was created of God, born of God, as a son of God. I cannot say. So he had the rights, the privileges, and the glory of son of the Father of God. That's an image and the likeness of God. It endured in him. And when God breathed into him, he sealed everything up. It, 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 it endured in him. It, it imparted into him the rights, the privilege, and the glory of God. So that's what made him the Son of God. Are you not saying? So when all humanity fell, humanity did what? Lost sonship. Number two, all of humanity fell short of the glory of God when Adam sinned. You see that? Romans 3, verse 8, they say, For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. So when, we, when, when Adam sinned, Bible says, By one sin, by one man sin, um, death reigned. Amen. When Adam sinned, what happened? The whole of humanity fell short of the glory of God. What does that mean? The glory of God is what makes man associate with God. Are you getting what I'm saying? Is what makes man associate with God. Is what makes man from God. Is what makes man the Son of God. Are you getting what I'm saying? Are you getting me? When we talk about the glory of God, I will discover that the glory of God has to do with is the face of God. It's actually the front of God. Are you getting what I'm saying? When you look at the person from behind, the person can deceive you. But from the front, the person cannot deceive you. Is that not so? So the glory of God is a face, is a front look of God. 
and it, and it comes in weights. That's why and it, it comes in weights and it is manifested in holiness. Watch this. It's the front view of God that comes in weights and manifests in holiness. That is why this, this, the, the, the cherubims and the seraphims and the elders, when they bow, they say what? And they lift up their face. What do they say? Holy, holy is the Lord God of Why? Because when they looked the first time, they saw a weight and a manifestation of God's holiness. You see, you cannot say you want to manifest the glory of God without a revelation of holiness, without a revelation of holiness. It's not possible. It's the, let's not let's not try to talk about this drama we're talking. Every manifestation of the glory of God is exuded through holiness. I cannot say. So the first time they look, they see the holiness of God in a dimension. By the time they bow down, when they raise up their head again, they see another weight of the holiness of God. That's why they keep saying, holy, holy, holy. I cannot say. And this is what God gave to man. And when man sinned, the word, he fell short of this weight of holiness, which is a manifestation of God in this, which is God's glory. I cannot say. That's like you go through Old Testament, even through the message that God is specific about holy. Be holy for your holy. God is specific about holiness. Why? Because that is the manifestation of his glory. Are you understanding? What is the manifestation of God's glory? Holiness. That's the manifestation. Are you getting what I'm saying? Without holiness, you cannot see what? Yeah, because you cannot see if you are not like if you are not from me. Are you understanding? Praise the Lord forevermore. Alright, so all of humanity fell short of God's glory. When Adam sinned, we fell below it. When we fell short of God's glory, what did we fall into? We fell into the devil's world. Shame. It means that we will fell from you see it was three dimensions: the glory of God, the glory of creation, and the shame of the devil. You know what I'm saying? Now, if there to be that man fell from the glory of God to the glory of creation, so that be fine. But no, he didn't fall from the glory of God to the glory of creation. He fell from the glory of God to the shame of the devil. That's where the problem lies. As I say, the Bible says, all of you are called short. Short of the glory of God. Praise God forevermore. Alright, so we see this. With this, we can understand that uh, Adam was the son of God, and then when he fell, he lost the glory, rights, and privileges of the son of God. Praise God forevermore. So, with this, we have understood it all right now. Um, when men fell from the group from, from sons to make creatures, they became what? When men fell from sons to what? To, 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 to sons of the devil. To sons of because they were not just men creatures, they were what? Sons of the devil. They fell from glory of God, from children of God to creatures of God, and what sort of children of the devil? When they fell, it was a it was a bad fall. It didn't take time to enter from glory of God to glory of creation, and then no, it just went straight up. So Adam did not even enjoy being in the glory because he enjoyed the glory of the sun. I mean together for a long period and also was enjoying the glory of creation and because Adam had the blessing of creation and the blessing of the Son of God. I get what I'm saying. Now so he was enjoying it too. But when he fell, it is that he fell from the glory from the glory of being the Son of God to being the glory of creation, so that we find. But he just fell straight 
Paul said that <laughs> that middle point away straight to me that the children of the, the child of the devil. Amen. So when men fell from sons to become children of the devil, they became what? Number one, children of wrath. Ephesians 2 verse 3. Since among whom also we all had our conversation in time past in the lust of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh, and of the mind, and we by nature the children of wrath, even as others. We became, when one fell, when Adam fell, the whole of humanity became children of wrath. And Paul was the highest dimension of anger. The highest dimension of anger. So we became people, that's why you see that, if you look at on the average, the unsaved man is an angry man. And anger is one of the manifestations, one of the symptoms of insanity. So if you look at it, your same man is on the average insane. <laughs> I would say, I am a in the bosom of fools. A fool is a man who has said there is no God. That means he's unsaved. I cannot say. But what about anger? There are people that who can control their anger. They say they can do anger management, anger control. But when they finally release the anger, it's anger disaster. For some, anger manifests in different forms. For some, they will tell you they are not angry. But their actions is even, is even worse than somebody who is angry. Just do them something, they have come against you. Just do them something, they are killing you. Just do them something, they are sending people against you to kill you. Just say small something, they are sending people, they are just against you and against and against you. They just, they, 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 they don't waste time executing people, they don't waste time killing people, they don't waste time using power to, 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 um, to oppress and to destroy people. That is an expression of anger, though it may look like it's not anger. Are you getting what I'm saying? Yes. Evil intention, evil action is an expression of anger. Are you getting me? They say it's not angry, it doesn't get angry, it's a lie. There are expressions, there are different expressions and manifestations. It's just for you to know the expressions and manifestations and be together. So we became children of wrath as a result of the fall of Adam from the Son of God to the chip to the Son of the Devil. Number two, we became children of disobedience. Colossians 3 verse 6 says, For which things sake the wrath of God cometh on the children of disobedience. That means it became a nature to disobey. Are you not saying? It became a nature to disobey. It became a nature to be angry. You see, there are some things that you see in a child. What you need is that you need the child to be saved. Get the child born again. It's not complete. Don't get the child again. That's why we keep leading our children to Christ over and again till they come to the end of our community. Yes, they are doing it, but when they are doing it, we are putting in their consciousness that in the old man there is wrong. In the old man, there is disobedience. So that's why you see them, and those things manifest themselves in their life. But we keep getting them to say the sinner's prayer till they come to an age of accountability where they now understand what they have been saying. But it is only salvation that can remove that devil called wrong. That can remove that devil called disobedience in the man. Stop fasting and prayer. It's not flogging and beating. No, 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 no. It's only salvation. Again, I'm saying. Number three, what happened to man when he, Adam, when, he, when he fell from the Son of God to the Son of the Devil? It became humanity did what had no hope and no and with without and humanity had no hope and humanity was without God in this world. That's the next event. Ephesians 2 verse 12 says that at the time we were without Christ, we were without what? Christ. See what happens? 
be aliens from the commonwealth of Israel and strangers from the covenant of promise, having no hope and without God in this world. Without Christ, you are having no what? Hope. And without God in this world. When you talk about hope, you are not talking about our motivation, the definition of hope. No. I'm talking about the real definition of hope, which is what? Christ in us, the hope of glory. That's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about here. Amen. And then number four, the end result is that we became enemies of God. That's terrible. It was terrible. Romans chapter 10 says, For if when we were enemies, we were reconciled to God by the death of his son, much more being reconciled, we shall be saved by his life. Everyone will want enemies. We're enemies. We were enemies of God. We we're enemies of God. That's dangerous. Being an enemy of God. But this is what the fall of Adam did to the whole of humanity. And you get what I'm saying? That's a result of the fall of man which gave him these qualities. These bad, terrible qualities. Humanity became children of the devil. Became what? Children of the devil. Became children of the devil. This happened because Adam committed treason and sold his status and right as a son of God to the devil. Thus, he chose the devil to be his father and gave himself out for adoption to the devil. What a, 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 I don't know what word to use. By light, it is parents that give out their children for adoption. Is that also? Adam's case, he by himself gave himself out for adoption by his choice. Are you not saying? He's not done anywhere. Well, she just said, I am daddy, I want to leave you, I want to go and take a new father. Or take a new mother. He, he, he will tell who gave it to him. Are you not saying? But Adam, because of the free the, 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 the freedom of choice that God gave Adam, even with boundaries, Adam abused it. So badly that he told God, God, I want a new father, I want this one to adopt you. Is this some of the time when people behave, they know that they are behaving in an Adamic nature? They don't know what they are thinking in an Adamic way. In an Adamic way. They say, no matter how another woman's, another mother's soup is sweet, it is impossible for a child to say that his mother's soup is not sweeter than another woman's soup. Is that not so? Mother has sweet down another woman's sweet. No, no, no. It's, you, don't, you don't say You don't say it. You don't say it. But mother's soup is always the most delicious. Always the most delicious. No woman's soup can be as sweet as my mother's soup. No, 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 no. Even if it is, even if it, she doesn't have money to cook many ingredients, is it the sweetest? Is it the most delicious? Are you not saying? No father can be as 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 rich as my father. No father can be as honorable as my father. He's still the most honorable. That is the right way of thinking. That is the way right-minded people think. But it's only people with psychosis and mental distortion that carry themselves and tell their father, I don't want you again. I'm giving myself after adoption to another person. Are you getting what I'm saying? Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. And this was what Adam did. Praise God forevermore. He gave himself out of adoption to the devil. Adam did this by choosing his own will over his father's will. He chose his own will over God's will. God said, 
there, there are two trees in the garden, in the middle of the garden. The one of evil, of the tree of, uh, of the knowledge of good and evil, that's why if you didn't eat, you die. Now, God had a will for Adam. His will was, don't eat it. Adam chose his will. Adam's will was what? Await it. When you choose your will over God's will, you give yourself as a child to, to be adopted by the devil. Mm. You give up yourself for adoption to the devil. <laughs> Why? Because God, watch this. God did not create Adam as a baby. He created Adam as a man. So Adam was full grown and responsible. Is it not when we become full grown that some of us say, This is my father's, uh, this is my family name is not a good name? something uh, uh, something so what do they do they say this thing is not speaking well what do I do I change my name why because I am of age now and I can choose what identity I bear Adam did not Adam did not know Adam was born was created a man so he had he was of age he was mature enough to make his choice even though God has his will for Adam Adam still had his choice to make I cannot say. And Adam's choice of choosing his own will over God's own will was the choice of giving himself out for adoption to the devil. This is why Jesus, when he was in Gethsemane, he knew he was faced with similar situation. <laughs> Adam fell in the garden of Eden. Jesus was in the garden of Eden. It's always a garden situation. It's always a garden situation. So people say, what is that food that was eating? What is that thing? What is that? The food was the same food that was done between before Jesus. The choice between the Father's will and his human will. And he said, Father, how I wish this cup. In the garden of Eden, it was a fruit. In the garden of Gethsemane, it was a cup. Are you getting what I'm saying? In the garden of Eden, it was a fruit. Why the garden of Gethsemane it was a cup? And in life, is it that you are giving the option of a fruit or the option of a cup? One of the two. <laughs> Amen. That's how we tell you it's your cup of tea. You don't understand what that means. It's your cup of tea. That means it's your decision. Some of the times I also add it's your cup of coffee. It's your cup of whatever. Any cup you have to take one down or whatever. It's your cup. So life in that dangles to you the fruit or handles to you the cup. Adam had the fruit to deal with. Jesus had the cup to deal with. And he said, I remember what happened in Eden. How I wish this cup, Lord, you could take it away. But Lord, what would I do? I would not give myself up for adoption to the devil. Then what would I do? Not my will, but thy be done. Every time we allow the ourselves out to the devil for adoption and it's a dangerous step to take and you get what I'm saying and life will keep giving us the fruits and the cups that's why the best prayer you can pray in life is Lord thy will be done because when we allow this will to be the water pool we remain in the confines of our sonship mm. <laughs> sonship is not by exercising but this is going to have a part two amen when we talk about sonship, all of us, we think about rights, privileges, we think about glory, and we get out saying. But we don't understand what makes sonship real. What makes sonship real is God's will. That's all. The more God's will overrides your will, the 
more you enjoy sonship mm. in God. And let me tell you, is it that you can be a son of God or a son of the devil? You choose one. The more you will override God's will, the more you give yourself to adopt for adoption to the devil. Are you getting what I'm saying? Are we here? So you see a lot of Christians who did not, they don't know that they are, they, they are suffering in their in life physically. Yes, you are still saved, you are still born again. But you have been making many decisions that have been giving the devil an open hand in your life. In your family, in your finances, in your relationships, in your health, in your body. Why? Because you keep allowing your will override the will of God. As Kennedy Hagen of the Blessed Memory said, he said, God has already, and God already has a, 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 a will that he has blessed. Take the will he has blessed for you. Stop trying to bring your own will for him to bless. Every time we bring our will for God to bless, we are telling him, God, we want to make our decision override your decision. As a result of that, we are giving ourselves up for adoption to the devil. <laughs> and the idea just, yes, you are still born again. You still go to heaven. But just that you are not the devil boss you too long. I hear what I'm saying. Praise God. Are we together now? Amen. And you know what? Adam did this despite the fact that he had enjoyed being the son of God, his our father, for a long while. He says, some of the times, if you wonder the ways of who makes some decisions, you begin to think and wonder, is this person normal? Like we've always been saying, we came here and we show people love. Love that their own people cannot show them. You give them love that cannot be explained. I remember the, uh, uh, the, 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 the business we, we opened at the point and we, took, we paid the young man in the church here, paying him in the business. I told him, keep managing the business so we can focus on ministry. Killed everything at the end of the day. But funny enough, one of our cousins just took it. This one, this one, this one is a loan you took. The other one, we're paying you to manage the business and to run church and you killed them. This one, he took a loan. He's paying back the loan. When I saw his assets, that happening, I was like, whoo! So, with this small loan, he took this guy's building assets in business, and he's our cousin. The other one claims to be one. Let's not go there. When you look at the choices people make, and after we have shown this, this uh, gentleman love, the end of it was he said, We don't know how to love. Enjoying the fatherhood of Yahweh for a period of time, you now choose your will over his will. What a choice to make. And it's not new, people are still doing it. We have seen people do it. Make that matter. It's not new thing, it's old thing, it's old gist. It's the Adamic way of thinking. Amen to Jesus. Now, being that Adam legally gave himself out to the devil for adoption. Although Adam was initially the son of God, made in God's image and likeness. The only way for God, his original father, to get him back was through the legal means of what? Adoption. He gave himself back for adoption. He said, God, you are no longer my father. The only way for his father to get him back was also through what? Adoption. He took a legal step. So the father had to also take what? A legal step. Just like the prodigal son who committed the act of prodigy. And he in, 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 according to the um, practice in, in, in his time, when the soul commits the act of prodigy, in other words, his father is still alive and he collects his inheritance. That means he has killed his father. It's a place where I grew up, I knew that people used to kill their father, sons used to kill their father to collect their wealth. 
They kill their father to protect their mother. That's, that's a mental problem. It's a psychological dysfunction, a psychosis mania schizophrenia. <laughs> Do those people just respond to that for their mania schizophrenia? How can my father save my life and I'm looking for inheritance? Are you getting what I'm saying? Yes. I, I've always said before that I'm not looking for my father's inheritance, I'm looking for my father's blessings. That's why every time he does not to bless me, I take it, I'm happy because it's blessing I need. And there's only one thing I really desire for my father. You know what that is? That is old King James Bible. <laughs> I've never told you one day. That Bible is old, it's an ancient Bible. I've never told you one day. That is Bible for me is a mantle. Amen. Now that desire for me. Praise God. And when a son commits prodigy, what happens is that he has already he has already laid his father to rest, he has already killed his father. My taking is inheritance, why his father is still alive. Now, if that son comes back to the community, as they see him coming, the people of the area will run, those that know about the news, will run and they will stone him to death, they will kill him. Why? Because to them, he's the one who killed his what? His father. So no son does that. Are you getting what I'm saying? So, the prodigal son, when he did that, when he was coming back, he knew his life was on the what? Line. He knew his life was at risk. That's why he came to his sense and said, okay, it's better to die. You understand what I'm saying? My father has servants. Let me go and ask him for a servant to become a servant. But I know the intricacies involved in this. If I pass through the community without people catching me, then I can go and ask him for being a servant. If I don't pass through, they will kill me. So it's better to die going to my father's house than to die as a foreigner. That's the way wise people think. But I've seen people that they would not prefer to die as foreigners. I cannot say that to die going to their father's house. I'm telling you, I've seen them in their numbers. And this happens in ministry locations I've been to. I've seen they would not prefer to die. Eating the animals, the food for pig, than going back to their father. Even if your father is angry with you, first go. Even if the community is angry with you, first go. Go first and then let your father say, No, I don't want you, then you can go back. Not that like you don't make an attempt to go and you start saying, I'm gonna die in pride. That's stupidity, that's foolishness. And so he was going back, knowing that his life was at risk. And the father knew the legality in that act. Are you getting what I'm saying? So the Bible says the father saw it from a distance and ran. What does that mean? It meant that when he left, every day the father was going to look out for him. Every day, that's the, that reminds us of our heavenly father. The father knew that there was a legal situation attached to it. If this, if this boy comes back and I'm not there when he comes, I will lose my soul. So from the first day the boy left, the father kept looking out for him. Every day he comes and looking out for him. Where is this boy of mine? I know this boy will come back home one day. I know this boy doesn't mean what he said. He just played. He's playing. This boy is playing. He will soon come back. And he kept doing it for as long as the boy was out of his mind. When he came back to his mind, the Bible says, and he was coming back. The father saw him from a distance. That was the day the father's daily set paid off. And the Bible says, the father did what? He ran to him and walked him. Why? The father ran because the people were already running. <laughs> they were already coming. And if he did outrun them, to wonder is the father sprinted at that age. The love for a son can make you do what your age will not demand you to do. If you pump adrenaline into your system and you run like a lighter, even though you are old. The father sprinted. Why? Because people were already running towards his son. Is that not the boy? Mob was building up. I think I'm saying the mob is that not the boy? Okay, he's evil. He's the one. 
Is it one? The more born period, they were picking up their stones, getting closer. The father saw the boy and he saw the mob. The mob is a pump and then a to his system. But he ran and he hugged the boy and he kissed him. As he hugged the boy, it sent a message to the people that leave him and forgive him. But he had to do the same thing he saw did. The boy came, he came. It has to be the same act. So since Adam lost his sonship by legally adopting himself, like by legally giving himself out for adoption to the devil, the father had to get Adam back by what? Adopting him back. You cannot say that well, was my son before now. The devil said, well, it's not my son now. What's the problem? He left you, so he doesn't like you. <laughs> what will you do? And by the time he wanted to talk, he said, this is a legal document to show that he's not my son. He signed it too. When he came, he said, he wanted to be my son. I told him, are you sure? He said, yes, okay, produce it. In fact, I was not even a He was the one who went to produce it. He went to swear affidavits. He swore the affidavits. He signed it. He made me sign. He forced me. He forced me. I said, I'm not looking for child. You know me. You know me now. Me, I don't like children. I know I'm tired from children. But this guy forced his way to me. What would the father do by then? So what happened? to do? The father had to go through a legal process of what? Adoption. <laughs> Praise God forevermore. Praise God forevermore. So the father thing is now what is adoption? We're going to be just a preamble and we're going, we're going to pray as tomorrow next week we'll continue deeper. What's adoption? The word adoption is from the is from the Greek word. We who things here, we who things here, we who things and we who things means number one, the relationship which God was pleased to establish between Himself and the Israelites in the preference to other nations. That's what that's what we're going into now. Amen. It's not this is not applicable to this context, majorly amen to Jesus. We were talking about Adam here from the fall before I get saying Israel came. And then number two, it says, the nature and condition of true disciples in Christ, who by receiving the Spirit of God into their souls become sons of God. Alright? Then number three, it says, the blessed state looked for in the future life after the visible return of Christ from heaven. But it's been Christ's revelation into your world more in the name of Jesus. Amen. And so adoption in this context of our study is two things. Number one, the nature, number one. See, it must do with nature because sonship entails nature. You can't claim to be somebody son if you don't have his nature. Are you getting what I'm saying? Yes, yes. His DNA was run through you. Are you getting what I'm saying? The nature and condition. There are two things there is nature and then there is condition. Now, somebody may claim to be a son, he has a DNA, but his conditions in which he lives does not show his son. <laughs> Are you know what I'm saying? Yes. Just like the prodigal son, he had the DNA of his father. But when he was in that land eating with pig, was that condition showing this, that he was the son of a rich man? <laughs> so his condition brought him back to his senses. There are times when DNA is not enough. There are times condition has to be calculated people's brain. <laughs> Yeah. Johnny comforted with nature and born again and spirit filled. I mean, oh, 
Nikipotia roko sana wako ni One of the major important aspect of sonship is condition Condition not to either calculate your brain Or recalibrate your system Whichever the situation When the prodigal son condition hit him mad Hit him bad His brain recalibrated And the Bible said he came back to his senses His senses he lost <laughs> He came back to it I said, I will go back to my father. I will go, I will go back. So that's why sometimes we pray for condition to hit people so that they will come back to their DNA. Because sometimes their DNA is different from their condition. <laughs> and we need the two to marry each other. When they marry each other through sonship manifests, you know what I'm saying? So it has to be nature and condition. As a child of, as, as, as a, child of, a, of a father, the two must be in place. And you get what I'm saying? It's not enough to have DNA, you must also have condition. The condition of your father should be similar to your condition to show that it's so. If I read this, where do you read that? The way the father is born, your poor. Yeah, because DNA and the condition are mission up together. Yes. It's maybe when they grow, they now start succeeding that what happens? Their condition and their DNA start looking different. Now, when that's happening, what are you meant to do? You are now meant to step up your father to your condition. Are you getting me? So that your condition and his condition will be the same. Because if you are rich in the city and your father is poor in the village, you are still not his son. You have his DNA, but you don't have his condition. So for you to be a true son of your father, you are rich in the city, you have to, and your father is born, you have to go, you have to take him up to your world condition so that two of you will become so you become a true son. DNA and condition the same. So we see a lot of children who are actually bastards, they don't know. They made themselves, in fact, they made themselves bastards when they adopted themselves to other people. They have the nature of their father, DNA, but they don't have the condition of their father. And they are proud, but it doesn't like that. It took up to the same. Amen to Jesus. Alright, now, so, um, in this context, so, in, 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 adoption in this context is a nature and condition of true disciples of Christ, who by receiving the Spirit of God into their souls, become sons of God. The nature and the condition of all true disciples of Christ. So, the Bible says, when they saw these disciples in Antioch, they called them Christianos. Followers of Christ. Why? Because when they saw their nature and their condition, it was the same with Christ. There was no difference. So the question we ask, how do you know you are a son of God? You are a son of Christ. Your nature and your condition must be the same with that of Christ. We started off with holiness being what? The manifestation of God's glory. It is the front view of God, which is what um, um, makes us recognize God. It cannot be, you cannot fake the front view. You get what I'm saying? It makes us recognize God. The back view can be fake, but the front view can, can, can be uh, together. God said, Moses told God, Lord, show me that, that goodness. Then show me, show me, show me that face. God said, No, I will not show you my that face. I will pass around close and allow you to see my goodness. If you ask God for his face, his glory, which is his face, that and God said, I'll show you my goodness. That means the goodness of God is the back of God. So Moses only saw the back of God, the goodness of God. Are you getting what I'm saying? And many of us are just comfortable with the goodness of God. God is begun in this time, is not seeking for us to seek his goodness. He wants us to seek his face, which is his glory. I get what I'm saying. And in his face, we will begin to radiate his glory, his own. That's why when Moses came in the Lord, the Bible says he came with a glory, but not as the glory of the world, of the of, 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 of the new of the new testament. And that glory here, yeah, the truth of the Lord, what was the glory that the Lord carried? He carried the glory of the goodness.
goodness of God, because it was the goodness of God, God that Moses what saw his side. Said, I'll make you see my side. It was the goodness of God that he saw. I cannot say what side. Sorry, not the back. It was the side. Said, I'll, I'll close your eye and I'll patch. I'll make you see my side, which is my goodness. So one side of God is goodness. One side of God is mercy. The front of God is glory. Are you not saying? And most of us are always traditionally goodness and mercy. We are only concerned about goodness and mercy. But there is a dimension called glory. And that's why God wants us to operate in. So what Moses came down with from the mountain was, was goodness. And the dream of Israel could not manage goodness. Ah! No wonder it's even difficult for us to manage glory. They could not say, fail your face. For your face is the goodness is too good for us to see. This is too good to be real. That's why you see that even in this time, Christians cannot even manage goodness. But when they see goodness, they feel it's, they feel, they feel it's too good to be real. The glory of goodness is in it. It affected each of you and it's still affecting us today. We cannot manage the glory of goodness. That's why it's not when they start seeing the goodness of God. They start going haywire. They start losing control. That's all that you have seen. The Lord's goodness, His mercies and compassion is I have seen one side and the other side. But that song is good. But there's a real dimension we need. Show me your face, Lord. That's the side we need. I want to see your face, Lord. But I can make it to the end if I only see your face. That's the dimension that works. That's the new, that's the new Testament dimension. Yes. That's the New Testament dimension. Okay. Oh Lord, I want to know your glory. That is the dimension of the new creation. I want to offer the sacrifice of praise. Feel the temple with your spirit once again. That was what Moses prayed for. He asked for the glory, but God said, No, I can't show it to you. Why? Because he has not yet been made flesh. If you see it now, you the Jesus will not manifest physically. Why? Because he knew that he would not 
him. That means you enter the promised land. And yet you have not revealed the word to them. So what do I do? Enjoy the goodness. See the promised land. But don't enter it. In thy mercy, even in my goodness is my mercy. That will make you not enter the promised land. So you will not keep using rod, 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 rod. You are too rod inclined. So when we have preachers that are too rod inclined, too rod locomotive preachers, you see that they don't enjoy the mercy of But that beyond that is that we are to be seeking the glory. Are you going to say The glory. And what is the glory? It says Christ, Malakatosha, Christ in us. The hope of glory. He's the very manifested glory of God. That's why when we have the consciousness of Christ in us, the glory manifests in holiness. That is not part of my teaching. Uh, this is another way that let me go to where I'm supposed to be. Praise God forevermore. Hallelujah to Jesus. Yeah. So that's why Moses wanted to see, but God said, no, 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 no. You, you, you are still, you are still using rock to strike rock, rock to strike. You cannot see this thing. This thing is only meant for those who understand the power of the world. They are not locomotive rock people. Rod, Rod, Moses, you have tried, but see, you have been to, you have been using Rod for 40 years. He was a shepherd now. He used Rod to hit sheep. Used Rod to hit sheep. You have been used for 40 years. Moses, you have tried. Stay goodness level. You won't enter glory level. See, for the generation that is coming to understand the power of the word, the spoken word. That's why the Bible, John began it like, in the beginning was the word. <laughs> and the word was with God. Too long on this one. I'm going to run you and take your time. 
Amen. But we know we can enjoy so we, we enjoy things like this. We enjoy things like this. You see, if you, you see, I teach, I, I'm a student of the Bible, and by the privilege of God's grace, I teach the word of God as balanced as it is, as, as the Lord helps me. Uh, by the grace of God, I teach Old Testament and New Testament. I teach Old Testament and New Christian reality. And you cannot teach these things without having the revelation of holiness, righteousness, practical holiness, practical righteousness in view. And you know what I'm saying? Yes. Because if one thing is in nature, the other thing is in condition. Yeah. You can't claim nature without condition. If you claim nature without condition, you are, a, you are not a son. You are, you are, you are something else. You know what I'm saying? The two must go together for sonship to be truly manifested. Are we together? Yes. Are we together? That's why you see, I, 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 I don't have a problem with some who say, all you do, you can keep, you can, you, 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 you are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Yes, if you keep committing sin, God has put your sin, your sin on top of Jesus, has condemned your sin. He said that so long as you still believe in Jesus, you are, God has condemned the sin of Jesus. All that will happen to you is that the devil will keep oppressing you and every of that. But that the problem is that it's not only that the devil will keep oppressing you. You claim to have nature, but you don't have condition. It's not only that the devil will keep oppressing you. The other problem is that your condition is contrary to your nature. <laughs> and do you look like the person you claim to be your father? You don't look like the person. People mistake you for the son of another person. So you, I don't have a problem with all those uh, teachings, but me, I like being real. That's my life. I like practical things. If I claim to be the son of so 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 person, let me be son by nature and condition. I don't want to be son by nature alone, because there are many father. There are many. Let me say one. There are many fathers, but there are few upper fathers. Upper yeah. father, upper is what daddy. There are many fathers, there are few daddies. It takes a daddy to make a son have his nature and his condition. But it takes a male to just become a father and give him his nature. Yeah. I don't want to be the son of a male. I want to be the son of an Abba father. So I want to have his nature and his condition. Yeah. It was that serious that it was that that desire was so strong in me to get at the age of it's then about I decided to be an accountant. Because my father is an accountant. So I decided to be an accountant. I want to have the nature complete. Not only the nature, but the condition. I want everything. And by the privilege of God's grace, the, the, his financial principles are also aligned there. He's a pastor and a pastor. I want to have nature and condition. That's what is physical. Even from spiritual, I want to have nature and that's it as he is. In heaven, so I'm in this world. I want that thing to manifest in my life. Yes. And Jesus is in heaven, so I am there. I want it. I don't want nature alone. I want condition. The two must marry each other. No. I don't like it. One of the things I hate the most is to be is to be a hypocritical Christian. Where in your mouth you are claiming to be the nature, but in your life you are not the condition. No, I don't like it. I don't like witchcraft. Don't like to be a witch. It's only witches that have mansions in Kovu and private jets in Kovu and physically they are living in the world. So I don't like that. No. I want to be complete. Nature and what? Condition. That's a true proof of sonship. That's a true proof. <laughs> I 
actually desire to be a child of God. Everybody claims to be a child, but that should be a desire. But how did God adopt man back? God adopted man back by redeem us, redeeming us from the law. Galatians 1 verse 5 says, to redeem them that were under the law, that we might receive the adoptions of sons. Now watch this very well. Um, he, we learned that Adam gave himself out of adoption to the devil, and a little bit older, I've gotten about the battles by what adopting Adam back. And how did God adopt Adam back? He had to adopt him by redeeming him. From what? Not from the devil now, as it were, but from the law. We learned that Adam fell from the glory of God to the, to, to, the, to the shame of the devil. And there are three levels. There's a glory of God, there's a glory of creation, and there's a shame of the devil. If Adam had fallen from the glory of God to the glory of creation, that would be better for us. We would have not been having barren women. We would have not been doing artificial insemination. We would have not been having uh, business failures. I even have said, we would have not been having to hustle and hustle and struggle and blah, 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 blah. No, because creation was blessed with fruitful, multiplied replenish. Would have been fruitful multiplying and replenishing without ease, without stress, sorry, with ease. If Adam had fallen to that level, that would be better said. Why don't we look for that? But I don't know. Even for that, that would be too easy for us. Even if we don't eat there, at least we would not be hostile, we would not be strong, we would not be having uh, sterility issues, and all this madness, all this satanic, no, 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 we would not be having them. You know what I'm Creation is not suffering that. Creation is still enjoying his life. Yeah. But he fell from. Glory of God to shame of the devil. Are uh, you getting what I'm saying? Now, when he fell from glory of God to shame of the devil, God had to redeem Adam back and made Adam sons. And what did he redeem from? It was not from the devil. Are you getting what I'm saying? It was what? It says, redeem them that were under the law that we might receive the adoption of sons. Now, um, the word redeem there, the word redeem is exagorazo. And as a ransom means to redeem by payment of a price to recover from the power of another, to run, to recover payment of a price to recover from the power of another. That is to ransom, and another means to buy off. Metaphorically, it means of Christ freeing the elect from the dominion of the Mosaic law at the price of his vicarious death. Number two, it means to buy up, to buy up for oneself or for one's use. It also means to make wise and secret use of every opportunity for doing good, so that zeal and well doing are as it were the purchase money by which we make the time our own. So, the um, strong means, these are three definitions. Strong definition is to run, that is to run so figuratively to rescue from loss. So, what are the God about us? How did God about us? Now, if you look at this verse of scripture, say, it says that. To redeem them that were under the law, that we might receive the adoption of sons. And we might receive the adoptions of sons. And um, the, the B part here of to redeem is metaphorically of Christ freeing the elect from the dominion of the Mosaic law at the price of his vicarious death. Now, we've talked about the elect here from the dominion of the Mosaic law at the price of his vicarious death. God only gave the law to Israel. I cannot say. Now, um, if you look at it from this point, you are trying to say that that is Christ only died for Israel. If you follow it this day, you are trying to say Christ only died for Israel. But now, the, 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 the thing here is this the law was given to Israel, but by extension, it was given to humanity. I cannot say. The law was given to Israel by extension, it was given to humanity. Now, before 
the law. We learned that in the time of Noah, they were what they were in the what you call the, the dispensation of conscience. That was before the law. The time of Abraham was dispensation of conscience. From the fall of Adam, it was dispensation of conscience till the time of Genesis chapter 20, when the law was given, then we entered into the dispensation of the law. Now, in the dispensation of conscience, the world of humanity were judged by God on the grounds of their conscience. Now, at this point, whatever your conscience tells you is good, is good. Whatever your conscience tells you is bad, is bad. So, you were governed by your conscience. So those who have had seared conscience, what became what was bad became good to them. So life operated unconscious then. And it was a dangerous time to live in. Why? Because that's why the Bible says in the time of most no, I said the hearts of men became what? Evil. Why? Because, because they are they are determined, what determined good and bad was not the law to them. It was not even God. Are you getting what I'm saying? It was their conscience. Now, Adam was a little of the conscious oriented, but God gave him law. He said to not eat. That was a law. Are you getting what I'm saying? When God gave the law to Adam not to eat, he was trying to put a check on Adam to make him know that even without him, God, man's conscience can become evil. That's how the point for some have said their conscience to the world with a hot iron. Now, without the check of God, you know, that's the Bible saying the Holy Spirit uh, uh, shall reprove the world of what? Of sin and unrighteousness. How many that is through the conscience too? And then for us that train of God, say the Holy Spirit bear witness that speed and we are sons of God. So it talks to our speed, that speed talks to our conscience. So there is the place, the, the place of the of God in our con, in our conscience is there to make us understand that without the God factor in our conscience, our conscience can run wild. Are you getting me? It can run wild. That was why God put a law, not to put Adam in the temple, but to make him know that my presence is important in your conscience. Without my presence, this your conscience can run wild. Don't eat this food. I'm trying to make you know that if I don't give you the place of my word in uh, my, my, my word and my law in your in your conscience, what will happen? It will run wild. But how do people understand what we are doing for him then? So he it's when people don't understand most of it that they, they don't ask questions and they make blunders. If you understand that that was what God was doing for him, he should have appreciated that. But he didn't understand, so he did what he abused it. And now because he abused it, God stopped the law thing. He stopped telling man anything. Don't do. Because he gave Adam that opportunity. Remember, he told Adam, he made gave Adam a woman. Let's say that said, woman you gave to me. So God said, no prayer for me. Um, for this one, uh, he says, he that finds a wife, finds a good thing. Did anything I try to help people, you people who don't ask me questions, you don't understand thoroughly, and then you abuse it. So I, most of the time, I like you to do something so you know what you understand. So after the fall of Adam, God did not get involved in man's conscience with his law, like he did to Adam. He allowed man to live his life under this dispensation of conscience. And what was the end result of that? The heart of man became what? Evil. Are you getting me? And then God comes again and he tells the children of Israel, okay now, this is it. This is the law. The children of Israel were, were, 
now in the time of in the time of Adam and Noah, it was the whole humanity that was taking in conscience. The tribe of Israel were chosen race and they were used as a reference and a pointer to the whole of humanity, the Mohim, the nations. Are you getting what I'm saying? Yeah. They were used as a reference point to the children, to the whole of humanity. That's why Jesus, um, Jesus came and he shook his head at Jerusalem. He said, Oh, how are we that you allow me to cover you with a mother what? Covered a mother head, covered one, her cheeks. But now at the end of the day, because they rejected what happened, the 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 the, 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 uh, the solution to the, uh, the number one, they rejected the law. They told Moses, come out of it. The same glory, the same goodness that should have made them see the good in the Lord. Because Moses actually it was the goodness of God he was saying. It was not actually the glory of God. Because God come out of his the glory of the face. He was seeing the goodness of the whole side of God. And that goodness could radiate that much. Now, the purpose of that goodness was for them to see the goodness in the Lord. But rather they feel, they told God to feel his face. That was, we don't want to see the goodness in the Lord. What was the goodness of the law? The goodness of the law was that it was our schoolmaster to take us to what? To Christ. Yes, it was a call the law of condemnation. It was, it, I was the first in the law, and I was going to say, Romans 6 says, For the law is good and it is holy. So there was goodness in the law. But they did not see the goodness because the goodness was in Moses' face and they couldn't cover that goodness. So all they saw was what? Badness in the law. I cannot say it. And so, when God gave the law to Egypt, you see, God's, the, the law came through Moses, but grace and truth came through God has to send it through one person. He sent the law by Moses to the children of Israel, and by the children of Israel, by extension to the whole of humanity. Are you cannot say it. Now, so, by Moses to the children of Israel, to humanity, at the era of the law, God began to look at humanity from the point of view of the law. Yeah. He began to look at humanity, the whole of humanity from the point of view of the law. In the time of the dispensation of conscience, God looked at humanity from the dispensation of what? Conscience. And humanity went by. In the time of the law, God began to look at humanity from, what? from the point of view of what? The law. That's why in the dispensation of conscience, God looked for one man. God, sorry, God found one man, Noah. And by that one man, he rescued humanity and destroyed the whole of humanity. Now, in the dispensation of what? Of the law, God also saw one man, what? Moses. And he found Moses and delivered Israel from what? Egypt. While they were in Egypt, they were plagued. Egyptians were plagued. They were what? Preserved in Goshen. And then when he delivered Israel from Egypt, the first sons of Egypt shall die. While their first sons were alive. Every, the first of every kind, both man and beast, died. It was also symbolic for what happened in what? The time of Noah. A family was what? Delivered. The world was what? Destroyed. Are you getting what I'm saying? Now, so God looks at humanity from dispensations. In the time of Noah, he looked at humanity from dispensation of conscience. In the time of the law, he and he picks a man every other time. In the time of Noah, the Savior was Noah. In the time of the law, the, when it was the Savior was what? Moses. Who he used to initiate the law? He sent the law through Moses. Are you getting what I'm saying? Now, so during the time of dispensation of conscience, what was operating was conscience. The time of the law was operation of law. Now, if, when God wanted to redeem the children of Israel from the dispensation of conscience, what did he use to redeem them? He used the law. Are you getting what I'm saying? Now, when you want to redeem from the when the children of Israel you are looking about humanity in total. When you want to redeem the humanity from the 
dispensation of conscience, he used what? Moses and what? The law. Now, for him to redeem humanity from the dispensation of what? The law. He used Jesus. So, the issue was this. When Adam fell, man began to operate in dispensations. Man operated in dispensation of the conscience, and then humanity began to enter into the dispensation of the law. So, when God went to redeem, it, because these dispensations are legal operations. Just like when you want to, when you want to um, sue, when, uh, then, uh, if someone if, if is a citizen of a country, is another country, when you also, when you see that country, what happens? If, they, if his own country wants to get it, what do they need to do? They need to go to law, to the court, is that also? And they do uh, uh, expatriation, what do they call it? Expatriation, eh? They do it, they have to, he has to be tried there on the grounds of the law of that land, and then uh, expectation orders have to be given, then they are giving God, then he is returning back to his own people, and then on that grounds, the people can take it. If that procedure was not followed, if they don't follow it and they just go and pick it, they have done something what illegal. Are you getting what I'm saying? So, for God to redeem humanity, God had to follow the legal procedures of what? Conscience. Redeem them from conscience first. After conscience, then there is law. Redeem them from law. Then you cannot get them into what? Sonship. That was a law procedure. That is why he says that what? That we want that to redeem them that were under the law. Because man was first under conscience, then now came man came under law. But it all began with what? Law. Now man came under law. And then man was redeemed from law to what? Adoption. says to redeem them that were under the law that we might receive the adoption of sons. That is why the Bible says, it says now the laws, and he, he has taken the laws and he has removed them from the tablet of sons and he has written them for what? On the hearts of men. You cannot remove the law from operations. The law must be in operations. And Jesus said, what is the law? He said the law is what? Thou shalt love the Lord thy God, and thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. Say, thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy mind, and with all thy soul. Now, the law is still operational, but not even is in adoption. Adoption is an illegal operation. It's a what? It's a legal operation. So God had to, how to what? Redeem man from law, because that was the uh, uh, dispensation in operation. He had to redeem man from the law, and on that grounds, he cannot what, get man into the law of adoption. Man cannot be legally children of God. Are we together? Yes. Hallelujah to Jesus. Yes. Amen. So, um, how did God adopt us? God adopted us by paying up the price to recover man from what? From the power of the devil. And this price was the, was the death of Jesus. And this took a process. If you go through adoption, it's a process. Uh, one of my uh, uh, relatives, he adopted a child. And I think it took them years before they could find out they were only kill. It's a process. And you know what I'm saying? What was the process of adoption that God used to adopt us? From the fall of Adam to dispensation of uh, conscience. Then from dispensation of conscience, God brought the law. The law redeemed uh, Noah 
redeemed from this was the one used to, to redeem into the dispensation of conscience. For the dispensation of conscience, God, uh, God used Moses to redeem from the dispensation of conscience into the dispensation of the law. And then from the dispensation of the law, he used Jesus to redeem both from the dispensation of the law to the dispensation of the word, the law and the spirit of life in Christ Jesus. That was the process. Are you getting what I'm saying? And at this point, he was paying prices, but the main price was when he paid Jesus. In the time of Noah, there was actually no price much to be paid. It was the loss of humanity that was the price he paid, which was painful. But you know what? Almost righteousness more than the evil, human, evil of humanity. The time of Moses, the, the, the price he could he had to pay was the first souls of the Egyptians. Humanities were also lost again. You see, anytime humans die, it's a price that God pays. I get what I'm saying. It's painful to God. But the ultimate price was the price of his son, Jesus. Now, when evil people die, when wicked people die, when people who reject the love of God die, God is not happy. Listen to this. God is not happy. It is still a price. Are you getting what I'm saying? But when a righteous man dies, it is a serious price. Amen. Amen. Alright, number two, God adopted God by paying the ransom for man. Number three, God adopted God by buying man from the devil. Number four, God adopted God by sending Christ to free the elect from the dominion of Mosaic law at the price of his vicarious death. Vicarious death. Are you know what I'm saying? To free the elect from the dominion of the I don't want to go into that because we started talking about predestination. That even in the Mosaic law, why we under that, that's why we say the elect. We're talking about the elect, we're not talking about uh, the Jews only. That's what I'm saying. We're talking about all the Jews and the nations that we hate, the Jews and the That means amongst the that, that's why we now understand that if we're talking about the elect, we're talking about the whole of humanity that was predestinated for salvation. That means the law was given to the whole of humanity when they came through Israel. And above all, it was delivered by Moses. Praise God forevermore. And then number five, it was uh, God uh, uh, adopted us by buying one man for himself and for his use. Very important. He bought us for himself and for his use. Not for our use. I don't know how we think that we are bought for our use, but we were bought for himself and for his use. And number three, well, number, number six, by rescuing man from loss. By rescuing man. What is the loss we're talking about here? Eternal loss. Loss of our eternity in hell. And you know what I'm saying? Praise God for the moment. So finally, God sealed man's adoption by giving his spirit of adoption to all who believe in and receive Jesus as their Lord and Savior. So when we receive Jesus as our Lord and Savior, that means when we get born again, we receive the spirit of adoption who seals us as adopted sons of God. Wow. So without the Holy Spirit, we are not adopted. So those who say they don't believe that the Holy Spirit is a being, they don't, they don't even believe in the Holy Spirit at all. Those that believe there is a force, I'm sorry to tell them they are not adopted. They are not just sons of God. Are you not saying? Because the proof our thing, see, and when we talk about the word seed, it means we have been sealed for eternity. That's all about eternal security. We have been secured as sons of God for self. Yes, we have a nature, but we can choose to not live in the condition. But that will not change us from what? Being sons. So long as we believe in Jesus and receive us another person's ego. Don't change us from being sons. We have a nature, but we also have to choose to live with the what? With the condition. Praise the Lord forevermore. The Holy Spirit is the one who stamps us that we are sons of God. And it's an eternal seal. You can't change the seal. 
And you know, people really about it, you can't even break the seal. <laughs> I'm an eternal son of God, you can't break it. What is this? Why can't you break it? Because it was the Holy Spirit that sealed me. It was the Holy Spirit that sealed me. It's eternal, it's unbreakable. So if you don't believe in the Holy Spirit, there's a problem here. You cannot be sealed as a son of God. You may claim to be a son of God, but you are not sealed as a son of God. That means you are not a son of God. God makes sure that he sealed us as sons of God so that the devil cannot open the seal and remove us. That's why the Bible says, Romans 8, the Apostle says, Who can separate us from the love of God? Why can we not be separated? Why? Because we have been sealed eternally by the Holy Spirit as sons of God. You cannot break this seal. See, you cannot unmake me from being a son of God. You cannot stop me from being what? Because of the eternal seal. Nobody. <laughs> Nobody. It's an eternal seal. It's an seal. So we see the spirit of adoption who seals us as what? As sons of God. Romans 8 verse 3 says, For ye have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear. That means we were fearing before. You understand what I'm saying? Yes. When you now receive the spirit of bondage, you now fear again and again. Continuous fear. Says, but ye have received the spirit of adoption, whereby we cry, Abba, Father. Now this correlates with a particular scripture, the scripture that says, perfect love casted out fear. It says, the spirit of adoption makes us cry, of Abba, Father. No, no, it makes us cry, of Daddy, Father. The spirit of adoption makes us see our, our, our God, not as God, but as God, Daddy. And not just as Father, but as God, Daddy, Father. So it makes us cry to his love. It makes us cry in joy for his love. Are you getting what I'm saying? Yes. That's what the spirit of adoption does. It makes us cry out the love of God because it's overwhelming us. It's, it's, it's ravishing us. It's just, it just, it just overflowing through us. So how do you know you have the spirit of adoption? The love of God just, just flows through you. It overflows in you. It overwhelms you. Are you getting what I'm saying? And because you are sons, God has sent his, the spirit of his son into our hearts, crying, Abba Father. You see, Abba Father must keep coming. The proof of your, of your adoption is that you cry, Abba Father. If you're not crying, Abba Father, you're not yet adopted. If you still see God as a taskmaster, you are not yet his son. If you still see the will of God as a problem, as God is trying to deprive you from the joy of life, for the beauty of the goodness of life, you are not yet his son. A son sees his daddy as a loving daddy. Anything daddy gives me is out of his love. And anything daddy gives to us for me because daddy loves me. The proof of adoption is that you see the father as Abba. Yes. And you are overwhelmed by his love. You can always pray, thy will be done. <laughs> that was why Jesus proved it to us by the Son of God. Thy will be done. That is a prayer of souls. That is a proof of sonship. If you are still have crying your will, my will be done, you are not a son. The proof of adoption is that the only thing you pray is, Lord, thy will be done. Because you know Abba loves you. The Holy Spirit is a proof that we have been adopted by God. Rise up in your feet this morning. So many things were said that we're not into teaching and the, 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 the notes, but we, the Lord has taught us so much. 
And this morning we're just going to pray in the Holy Spirit. The revelation of sonship and water, the revelation of adoption, let it sit inside of me. Let it be my consciousness. Hey, before we do that, I'm just going to pray for making one to make Jesus another person. See, you can't enjoy this thing you are enjoying. So if you don't want to make that decision, just see this prayer after me. Say, Dear Lord Jesus, I come to you today. I know that I'm a sinner. I know that you died and resurrected for me. And by your blood, you took away my sin. Jesus, I surrender my life to you. I make you my Lord and personal Savior. I choose to serve you and follow you in the days of my life. Thank you, Lord Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Lord, I pray for everyone who has made the decision. I thank you for giving them the grace to serve and follow you in the days of their life. Thank you for the now sons of yours, Lord, in Jesus' name. We are going to be praying our prayer one prayer. Lord, the consciousness of our adoption in you. The consciousness that we are sons of yours. Lord, the consciousness that we are your sons. Let that consciousness be our reality. Is somebody pray this moment? <laughs> believe that you were blessed by this teaching. To listen to more teachings by Pastor Chimdi Ohahuna, please visit Grace Life Kami Podcast today. Send us an email via ministry at gmail.com. For more information about the ministry, kindly visit our website, ministry.org. Grace to you. Jesus is Lord.